Hey, what's going on with you today, Mike? It's uh, been a couple of weeks since we got together to do this. How you been? Uh, it's been busy, chaotic, and... 2020 fashion as usual how about yourself sir uh just about the same man you know i I do football games some local high school and college football games and stuff around here in the area i actually started working another job as well and then uh, just to top it all off i bought myself a new truck on monday so uh, life has been coming fast hard and crazy the last couple of weeks so i appreciate you folks sticking around and coming back for the next episode and uh, me and mike were actually just talking about it before we hopped on air we are going to be going to every other week format uh, at least until the summer just until things kind of calm down in both of our lives i know mike y'all have had a bunch of craziness going on planning on a wedding that's going to be going on in february so not too far away from that so i know you've been a little busy yourself man yes sir so we just got the wedding invites out this last week yep and i just put mine in the mail i think it was either yesterday or monday it was one of the two so <laughs> i'm coming i don't have a plus one but damn it i'm coming it's so <laughs> all good all right well mike we are going to talk today about uh, about something that we personally uh, seen and maybe even dealt with a time or two. Not going to you know uh, implicate ourselves here on anything like that. But Mike, we're going to talk about big pharma and the addiction to prescriptions here in America. And boy, howdy, do we have a big problem <laughs> with prescription medication here in. Um, you know, not only in Texas, uh, especially where I live now, you know, I live in kind of a small rural town. So I see it happen here all the time. And uh, but in Texas, United States, uh, really not a global problem. It seems to be kind of concentrated here in America. Oh, 100 percent agree. I mean, it just recent till recently. I mean, shoot, I think I sprained my ankle. All right. Here's a 30 script of, you know, hydrocodone or this and that like. It seemed like doctors were handing those things out like candy, which it seemed to have slowed up because you know, maybe they realized, like, wait, stuff's addictive and uh, might not be the best thing for most patients. Yeah, matter of fact, um, you know, what kind of brought this on is today uh, Purdue Pharmaceuticals, or Purdue Pharma, owned by the Sackler family, actually said that they're going to come and uh, they're going to go ahead and plead guilty to federal criminal charges. Uh, it's going to require $8 million worth of uh, 
different fines and financing other types of things uh, like drug abuse programs and things like that. And they're going to have to shut down uh, Purdue Pharma. They're going to be, you know, they're going to have to liquidate some of their stuff and and go on from there. If anybody doesn't know who Purdue Pharma uh, excuse me, Purdue Pharma is, they are the producers of Oxycontin. And uh, Mike, I know, I don't, I know it's nothing that you really ever messed with, but you know, back, back in the, uh, the hometown, man, kind of where we hung out kind of uh, the, the backwoods area. I know that some of your friends, you know, we had a lot of crossover friends, but you had a lot of friends I didn't as well. Uh, kind of had a problem with some of this stuff, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, they thought, you know, oh, you know, it's a, prescription drug it's not as bad but they'd abuse it and then i've seen it firsthand you know what happens when they can't find that stuff they go to heroin yep you know what let's try a little heroin mm-hmm. and yep. it's 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 a gateway drug almost i mean i know there's people out there that have legitimate uses for it and i mean someone needs to help make a little bit better decision because it seems like that stuff was too readily available for a long time yeah and what's really scary is part of the reason why purdue pharma is having to really kind of take this head forward if if you can say that i mean it's taken them forever to do it but um they were they were actually giving kickbacks to doctors you know they were saying hey you know the more oxycontin you subscribe then there's going to be more money in it for you so that of course is illegal um but with something that's that powerful and that's that addictive, I mean, it's a real, real problem. I mean, hell, one of the most popular songs when we were in high school was Oxycontin by what's his name, Little White. I mean, hell, you could hear that down the hallways anytime you were at McKinney North High School. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing when you're when you're drug when a prescription drug is popular enough to make a rap song that's and actually a popular uh, rap song of the the day. Yeah, you know, the the mid-aughts there, it was really huge, you know, and and that's what's so scary about a lot of these different pharmaceutical drugs is, man, it doesn't really matter. Um, there's, you know, kids in high school that are addicted to this stuff, and then, hell, there, you, there's grandparents out there, you know, 80-year-olds that are addicted to this stuff. So it, it's not a just, you know, kind of a designer drug or anything like that. This really spans the entire population of the United States, so... Uh, like we said, uh, Purdue Pharma, they're going to be uh, they're going to be having to go through, you know, lots of different stuff. Uh, this is from now. I understand this may not be the most reliable news source in the world, even if I do have some liberal leanings myself. But this is from CNN Business. Uh, it says that the money that eight billion that's going to be going from uh, Purdue Pharma, uh, the money is going to be going to opioid treatment and abatement programs. The privately held company has agreed to pay $3.5 billion fine, as well as forfeit an additional $2 billion in past profits, in addition to the $2.8 billion it agreed to pay in civil liability. So th- this is a big deal, Mike. I mean, this is one of the, um, one of the companies that has really made um, prescription drug abuse, you know, a really popular thing here in America. Uh, matter of fact, whenever they first got, the, you know, whenever they first pr- started producing the drug, they would say, hey, well, you know, this isn't that dangerous. Don't worry about it. We need it for uh, people that, you know, maybe hydrocodone isn't working for anymore and they need some kind of, um, some kind of painkiller. Uh, this was used a lot for people that had like cancer and that kind of stuff or, you know, had just absolutely horrible wounds. But then, 
this is kind of the telltale sign. Whenever the pharmaceutical patent started coming up, they argued that it was too dangerous of a drug for there to be a generic type. So they kind of ratted on themselves uh, without knowing they were ratting on themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, it kind of brings the question, like, now we have, you know, it kind of opened the door for other drugs. And now, like, you know, we have fentanyl. And, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I could probably look it up. But there's actually even a stronger uh, version of that. I was recently made aware of a fentanyl or something. But it is, Mm -hmm. it's, that's scary stuff. And, I mean, where did it all start? Yeah, I mean, that. this is kind of it, you know, so um, and this information here is from the National Institute of Health. Um, they said in 2017, an estimated 18 million people, more than 6% of those age 12 and older, have misused such medications at least once within the past year. So in 2016, there was at least 18 million people that had abused this drug. As we know, those trends don't go down. They go up. So uh, according to the same survey, or excuse me, excuse me, uh, according to the same article here. Uh, There was a survey done in 2017. It estimated that 2 million Americans misused prescription pain uh, pain relievers for the first time within the last year. So from, you know, 2016 to 17, over 2 million people misused prescription pain relievers for the first time, uh, which averages out to 5,480 people per day. And that doesn't include the more than 1 million that misused prescription stimulants, 1.5 1.5 misused tranquilizers and 271,000 misused sedatives for the first time. So you add that all together, that's what four and almost five million people that tried these for the first time within a year. So this is something that has absolutely exploded onto the population. And, you know, a lot of times people will get these prescriptions and they'll, you know, if they responsibly use them, they may have, you know, four or five left. And then, you know, the next person comes around and says, oh, okay, well, here, I'll go ahead and give you this and this and that and da da da. And then people get addicted to it that way. That's another, um, excuse me, issue that we've been having in America is that, you know, people are just giving each other these drugs like it's no problem. You know what I mean? If if me and you were out on the streets and I said, oh, hey, here's a uh, here's a joint. You know what I mean? As we live in Texas, we go to jail, but you can give away. And I understand that it's technically illegal, but nobody really looks down on it because it's a prescription. So, um you know, people sharing these medications back and forth. You know, you've heard the whole thing. Well, I hurt my elbow, so I went over to my uncle's house because he gets hydrocodones, and he gave me four or five of those, so that's going to help me get through the next couple of days. Well, th- that becomes a real problem, you know what I mean? Especially with people are different um, with addictions, you know what I mean? Like, I would say I have an addictive personality. I kind of, you know, if I get to doing something, I do it most of the time, whereas you, Mike, I've seen you, you know, smoke and then set it down and i've seen you do other shit and then set it down like it's just no problem you know so if you give something like that to somebody like me i mean i could be in serious trouble oh yeah it's i mean if you like the feeling you know people don't you don't it's like hey i like the way this makes me feel why would you want to stop feeling that way and then you, you right. know, then you spiral out of control, and then you look in the mirror, and you're like, "Wait, what the hell just happened to me?" <laughs> 
Yeah, and that's that's the way it goes, you know. So, um, and according to the same article still here on the National Institute of Health, they said that after alcohol, marijuana, and tobacco, prescription drugs taken non-medically are the most commonly used drugs by 12th graders. So these things are circulating around as low as the high school level. I mean, that, that's just really sad. You know, we knew a lot of people, uh, I can, couldn't call it off, but I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know, um, you know, the, the worst thing medically, I guess you could say that I really saw anybody in high school, you know, our age, when we were in high school doing it was those, uh, triple C's, you know what I mean? Like those and other like cough suppressants and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. people would do that, you know, like the Robitussin type thing. But I mean, these kids nowadays, they're, they're literally taking Oxycontin, hydrocodones, uh, Xanax, fentanyl, you know, all these different things. And I've got some personal experience with Xanax. My, my aunt, you know, she was a nurse for 20, 30 something years and she could very, very easily get a hold of Xanax. And I mean, at one point in time, she was taking, I mean, like 10 of those things a day. I mean, this is this is not good stuff you know this is yeah. of course if they're used correctly then sure but it's just a very very slippery slope like you said once you get on something and it makes you feel a little bit better you know what i mean then you want to continue and then of course whenever you feel better and you start building up a tolerance now it just means that hey now we're building up and building up and building up to where you're at the point where you're taking 10 of those things a day yeah, and it's kind of hard, like, especially if you're, like, if it's happening to you, like, because it's gradual changes, you know, people don't, you know, they don't always recognize, like, you might see someone, they're like, well, what happened to them? Like, like, you know, how did this happen? It's like, well, it didn't happen overnight. Right. Right. And, and you know, Purdue Pharma is not the only one that's contributed to this. You've also got Pfizer. Um, you've got Johnson and Johnson. I mean, there's, you know, there's quite a few big pharmaceutical brands out there. And first of all, these medications are expensive. So, you know, that kind of goes to your crime rate as well. Whenever people are trying to get money to go get this, you know, people think, oh, you know, meth, heroin, uh, cocaine, that kind of stuff is what people are doing, you know, crimes and things like that to get money. But a lot of it's going towards the pills, you know, and and kind of on the same side of that coin, Mike, I'm really curious how so much of these drugs get out there on the streets. Where, where is the supply chain coming from? It's coming from users and people like, you know, I feel like, oh, I've got these left or something. Like, I remember, I won't say any names, but I remember time and day where, like, I remember friends, or I wouldn't know, say friend's mom, someone I knew in school back in the day, their mother would, you know, buy us buy the codones off us like you know you'd say hey i got some hydrocodone and she'd buy it off you like four dollars a pill so hey we need some mm -hmm. money like hey if someone's got some codones like hey you get a couple of those get some money you know so yeah, i mean absolutely. it's kind of word of mouth and then also you got some of these companies that are actually um or not companies but you have some entities like uh china makes fentanyl you got like you have other countries that have these you know underground labs that are making you know, these drugs get so popular, they start making counterfeit of them. Mm -hmm. So you also have counterfeit of it, which, you know, then you're like, you're not entirely sure what you're taking then. Yeah, absolutely. And Mike, you know, I, I hate to say it this way, but I know, you know, a little bit more about this just because of some of your 
you know, family experiences and past experience and friend experience and stuff. What, what would you say, you know, on the street is really the most popular pharmaceutical drugs? Oh, it's Xanax, hydrocodone all day. Those two drugs right there. And I would probably say more so now and Xanax, which Xanax has always been a very, very popular street drug. I mean, people, you know, they love it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's barbiturates, uh, benzodiaprines, uh, sleep medications, codeines, morphine, methadone, fentanyl and its other analogs, uh, oxycodone, hydrocodone, oxymorphine. Uh, I mean, all these different and those are just kind of what the National Institute on Drug Abuse, they kind of list as their top ones there. But, you know, you don't really hear those those names flown around way too much. You hear stuff uh, like some of the benzo benzodiapines, if I can get that word out, that's a hard word to say. But um, that's your Valium, Xanax, Clonopin. Um, and then you've got, you know, sleeping medications such as Ambien. Uh, you've also got, you know, oxycodones, just called oxycodone. That's what it is. But it then you've got, uh, yeah, Percocet. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Vicodin. I mean, all these different Loratabs, Lorisets. I mean, all these different names that you hear this stuff go by. And then, of course, they've all got their their street names as well. But I mean, it is just a, a whirlwind of different cough. There, you know, different types of compounds and all these kind of things that are going around and you know it's just like to me you know it's kind of like the the fake weed that came out a while ago you know you build up you build up you build up you build up and i'm speaking on this for a personal personal experience like i said i have an addictive personality so i got pretty well hooked on the uh, the fake weed there as you know for sure but i mean you just you keep going further and further and further because you know hey it may start out as i'm taking a five milligram this and then it's okay i'm gonna take a 10 milligram of this and then okay i'm gonna take two 10 milligrams and okay well now i'm gonna go ahead and take five it's just the building process of these because you know whenever these are taken responsibly like we said they really can help but it's when you start stacking them on top of each other like hell one of our uh one of the you know, musicians that we listened to uh, growing up, dude, was uh, was Tech Nine, and you know he's got that song. I can't even. What's it? Uh, G9X or whatever. T9X. Yeah. T9X. Yeah. Where he just lists off like every kind of pill that you can think of. You know what I mean? So, and as I was saying before, this reaches all walks of life. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't remember exactly what pill it was, but a couple of years ago. And I know you're not a big sports guy, but you know that's a big thing for me. Um, the Los Angeles Angels came into town to play the the Texas Rangers, and one of their players died in a hotel room getting ready to, you know, one of Los Angeles Angels players died in a hotel room because of an overdose. His name was Tyler Skaggs. He was like 27 years old, had an overdose and choked to death in his hotel room getting ready to go play a baseball game. It happens to all, like, I mean, I think another one uh, probably with the younger crowd would be more familiar with, Mac Miller. Yeah, Mac Miller. That was the other guy, Little Peep. I mean, there's been a few of these guys. Hell, and if you don't know who those guys are, if they're too underground for you, how many times has Little Wayne been in the hospital because of uh, codeine syrup? You know what I mean? Yeah, and we even have friends in our personal lives. I'm you know, not going to mention their names that, sure. you know, have 
OD'd and died off of this stuff. Xanax and fucking. I'm drawing a blank. I'm thinking, oh, they just cut this out. But yeah, that we've had, <laughs> Z- you know, friends. Xanax, Hydros, everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ugly too, and I mean, the 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 the, the damage it leaves behind, because it's just it's it's horrible losing someone, and then when you lose someone early, especially when you know it's a thing that could have been prevented, or you know, hey. It leaves. It always leaves that question. Like, could I have done something? Well, what was wrong? Like, I didn't know it. You know, there was a problem, and then it just it it it, it leaves a scar that will never heal on those they left behind. Right, and a lot. You know, and if you are lucky enough to get off of it, you know, at some point in time in your life, you're talking about brain and body damage that's beyond control. You know, I mean, uh, even you know, later on down the line, you know, somebody that's had an addictive personality or, you know, had an addiction to something like this before, you know, if they are known for taking hydros or something like that, they get into a car wreck, they, they're not going to prescribe you anything, you know? So, um, there's a lot of different little, you know, rabbit holes you can go down with the big pharma, but it's just a true problem, you know? And so that kind of, brings me over to the the second little bit I want to talk about is I still don't understand how marijuana is illegal in most places but yet these prescription drugs can do what they want to do I mean they can literally they'll make a pill for anything but if you have a little bit of marijuana and you live in Texas guess where you're going to jail and I'm speaking from experience here well, there's just not as much profit in marijuana because it's a weed that grows. Well, you can grow fancy stuff, but for the basics of hemp, hemp will grow damn near anywhere. It's easy. It grows like crazy. It's easy to mass produce and handle. You know, f- big farm. You know, there ain't no money in that. They don't need a chemist. You know, all their labs and scientists everything developing stuff and there's no patent on it you can't put a patent on marijuana right right it's money yeah yeah and it's just it's wild because you know it seems like uh speaking again from personal experience i mean it it seems like all these pills are trying to capture that natural product you know trying to surpass it where you know you've got something that's non-addictive non-habit forming i mean i smoked for many 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 years and one day i had to stop so i stopped you know it it wasn't hard it wasn't a oh i gotta go through withdrawals and all this kind of stuff i i just quit smoking weed that that's what happened you know whereas like i told you before you know with the fake weed and stuff like that i mean that took literal detox time i mean there are people that I mean, hell, there's people that are addicted to, you know, like like meth and all this kind of stuff and heroin and that kind of stuff. And they give them methadone. So they're literally giving people other forms of this drug that they say is okay, but it's because they made it and they can control it and they can make a profit off of it. Oh, definitely. And I mean, that like marijuana, like your brain has cannabinoid receptors like your brain, like your brain, you're naturally designed to accept the intake of marijuana. It's not like foreign to your brain. Like you have receptors in your brain for 
that certain chemical makeup. Mm-hmm. All these Absolutely. pharmaceutical shit. This is all designed synthetic, made in a lab drugs, and they will affect like they they're shown to change like they'll change your brain chemistry, like how you think and change personalities like someone gets you know a lot of times you see someone get strung out on drugs and if they do you know hopefully get the chance to get clean they're not that's not the exact same steve bob dave daryl you know that you knew before you know you know Mm -hmm. marcy's a little different now mary uh she walks a little funny she doesn't quite talk right now because they've it's done permanent changes to their brain and psyche Right. Right. And, you know, it, it doesn't that's the scary thing about this stuff is that it doesn't always necessarily have to be some big, bad, you know, drug that you've heard of before. You know, of course, as we've mentioned, quite a few different ones here and there. But I mean, uh, think about like uh, like Quaaludes back in the day. You know what I mean? Like those were huge. They got rid of those. Well, guess what? Now there's just something else to replace it. You know, it just seems like it's a never ending cycle of trying to figure out, you know, different ways to almost kind of control people at points. You know what I mean? If if they're really using like a drug dealer type strategy, you know, because there's, you know, little sample packs of here and there and try this and see what this does for you. And da, 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 da. And, and I mean, hell, look at the way that they advertise these different medications. You know what I mean? They It's nothing but bright and shiny sunshine and all these people look nice and healthy and everything's going the way that they're supposed to do and da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, you know, you hear these side effects from these drugs and it's like, okay, well, and we all know it, you know, there's a great Jeff Foxworthy joke about it as well. But, um, you know, a lot of these are like, okay, side effects could include death, heart disease, you know, heart attack, uh, cirrhosis of the liver, you know, like all oh, this different definitely. stuff that these can it's do ridiculous. to you. Like, I mean, I remember I seeing one drug or something for headaches might cause anal seepage. I've yet, I don't know what that means, but I mean... <laughs> I don't want to find out, but it's like, wait, hold on. My head hurts, but I don't want, like, now you're telling me I'm going to have problems on the other end of my body? Oh, hell no. Right, right. And, you know, my mom doesn't take them anymore, but at one point in time, my mom, you know, took ibuprofen like crazy, which is not a quote-unquote dangerous drug, but, it, you know... Whenever you quit smoking, Mike, and you'll know this, they say the hardest thing to get over is just the actual, like, bringing the cigarette to your lips and holding the cigarette between your fingers. There's just something that feels right about it. So, you know, even with something as simple as, you know, Advil or ibuprofen or Tylenol or whatever, there is an addictive property to it simply because you think it's going to make you feel better. And which I'm wondering how much of this stuff is really placebo effect on that kind of side but you know then you take something you know you take advil you take advil and make yourself feel better and then you get something like oxycodone which actually does something like you said chemically to your body it can be a big boost i mean as we both said we at one point in time neither one of us does anymore but at one point in time both of us smoked marijuana you remember the first time you got stoned you were like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever and you're constantly from there on you're constantly chasing to get that kind of high you know what i mean but the thing with marijuana is you can't 
overdose. You know, you can't really unless I think it's something like it would take 10 times your body weight of marijuana within a sitting to make you overdose. Well, with these, I mean, especially with those Oxycontins, man, those are little teeny tiny like button, not even button. Like you're talking like pinhead size pills that if you take three of them, it's going to it's going to jack you up. It's going to really do some damage to you, kill you. And I mean, like ibuprofen, you take those on a regular basis, they destroy your stomach. Hell, pregnant woman takes 20 Tylenol, that's how you just kill the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it goes to, you know, save moderations, but I mean, yeah, this, I think we, we take for granted for a lot of things. But I mean, also, like, if you look at other countries, you know, I think in a lot of countries in Europe, uh, I can't remember exactly which ones I could look it up. I mean, if Google's there, y'all look it up. Uh, it's illegal to advertise medicine like prescription medicate medicine and lawyers. They don't. They don't allowed to advertise. Oh no! In America, if you're gonna take, if you're gonna, you can advertise just about whatever you want because the advertising companies are gonna be making the money on it. And that's another. Really, honestly, until you just said that, it's another door I didn't even really think of. Is that yeah, the uh, and I'm. I mean, I've never done a pharmaceutical commercial or anything like that. But Mike, as you know, I made commercials for a living for a while, you know, so it kind of some of the blame does fall on the advertisers as well, making it so available. Uh, this, you know, capitalist system we've got of just make all the money that you can possibly uh, that kind of contributes to it as well. You know, I, I'm not going to blame it on the advertisers, you know, because I mean, that's like TV stations, radio stations. Especially like free subscription or free platforms like, you know, Spotify and stuff, you know, if you don't have the premium, you know, stuff that, you know, offers a free service, they have to, they have to make money to operate one way or another. Like, so, I mean, when someone, you know, if you're selling advertisement space and, you know, hey, this is covers my operating costs, this is my business, like, you're going to, you're not going to turn down. Oh, I'm not gonna do a commercial for big for big farm. No, I'm gonna upcharge them a little bit, and I'm gonna get a nice fat paycheck. I mean, and, and I'm not gonna really shun anyone from that because that's just you know trying to do business. But I feel like this is probably where Big Brother needs to step in and say like, all right, um, you can't advertise your new painkiller because I mean, I don't think it's really anywhere else in the world that I'm aware of. I mean, it's kind of a blanket statement. Like, don't quote me on this but that like we advertise prescription drugs like go ask your doc do you feel this or that ask your doctor about this new miracle drug you know it will you'll drop 10 pounds but you have a risk of you might kill yourself lose all your teeth uh change sex and suddenly attract it to frogs <laughs> and, and i i wish i could you know say something witty back but it's the truth <laughs> you know you look through these side effects and it's just absolute pandemonium i mean uh, to me uh it's got to be something really really wrong with me to take something that there's a chance it could kill me you know um now i know what drug would kill me i'm highly 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 allergic to penicillin um but, you know, there's a lot of folks that you just simply don't know, you know, and it's somebody that hasn't exactly 
live the life that we lived when we were younger or something like that. You know, if you don't have some kind of baseline knowledge of what's going on with your body whenever you're under certain substances, you know, you could really do some irreparable damage, uh, slip off into a coma, die. You know, like we were talking about with Tyler Skaggs there, the pitcher for the Angels. You know, he he vomited and just drowned in his own vomit, you know, choked in his own vomit. You know, these are the kind of things you don't you just don't think about, you know what I mean? You're just chasing that high, chasing that feeling. And the next thing you know, you're just gone, you know, or your brain shuts down, anything like that. It's, it's all been documented. Really. There's just absolutely horrible, horrible things. Why do you think that they want these clinical trials? Because they have to know exactly what's going to go on with your body. And it's just a really scary proposition to me, man. Oh yeah. And of course, you know, more than likely, if you are abusing prescription drugs, you're chasing the high, but I mean, more than likely or not, but also they're, you're going to be abusing it with alcohol. Yeah. And I mean, that just intensifies that also not only intensifies the effect, but also the side effect like that, like that drowning on your own vomit. That's a very, like, that's very common thing with drug users because it's like, Oh, just got to pass out. Yeah. You pass it on your back. You are completely, you're almost, uh, like you're uh, under anesthesia, catatonic, yeah, yeah, catatonic, like just to nothing in the world, and yeah, you just drowned on your own excrement. Yeah, and it always uh, you've seen Breaking Bad, right? Oh, of course, great show. Yeah, so I can't remember what her name was in the show, but you know Jesse's girlfriend or whatever. That that's that's how it happens. You know what I mean? People do these drugs and they're laying on their back and they just they just start throwing up and die and you know you're catatonic like we said you can't you know your brain's not working your brain is totally shut down even though your body is continuing to work and it's just catastrophic man and uh these companies that make these pills they know what's happening they know this stuff is going on but it hurt their bottom line oh yeah and and guess what if you are a user of the like if you abuse these substances i beg you seek some help there's someone out there to help you because there's someone that loves you because guess who's going to find you it's the ones that are closest to you that are going to have to discover that scene if it happens to you they're the ones who have to walk into that they got to call, call the police they have to clean it up like it's it's horrible like i mean i mean if not for you Think about some of the people that love you or are around you. And I mean, yeah, think about your mom having to bury you. Think about your dad not knowing what to do because their kid is gone. Think about your grandparents knowing, you know, saw you born as a baby and they've lived their whole life and now they got to bury a grandkid. Think about your brothers and sisters. Think about your friends. You know, the, these all, none of these people deserve to have to go through that because you made that decision. Now, of course, there's, you know, if you are a drug abuser or something like that, th- there's ways to be helped. You know, there's there's, you know, if 12 step program works for you, then great. If it's, you know, just some tough love, then great. But just seek help. You know, don't don't continue on. People think, oh, well, I'm you know, and I again say this from experience, like oh, I'll, I'll quit later on. You know what I mean? Right now, it's not that big a deal. I don't have that bad of a problem. It's OK. I'll get it figured out later on. And that later on just never comes. And, and you know, and I'm actually going to throw this out here. 
the SAM HSA National Hotline for Substance Abuse, Confidential Free Help from Medical Agency, 1-800-662-4357. That's not like an ad for any. I'm just throwing that out there. Like, if you need some help, and you know, if you don't have anyone, call that number, 800-662-HELP. Four three five seven. That's awesome, Mike. Thank you for doing that because that that's a big thing. You know, a lot of people just don't know necessarily sometimes where to turn. You know what I mean? So uh, lean on your friends, lean on your family. If you need help, call the hotline. I mean, do whatever it is you need to do because there there's somebody out there. No matter who you are, no matter what you did, there's somebody out there that cares about you. Everybody's got somebody that cares about them, and they don't want to see anything happen to you. So. Uh, do your family and friends a favor. Just help yourself. That's all they want. They, you know, they don't want anything in return. They don't want anything like that. They just want to see you be the best version of you that you possibly can be. And that involves not being addicted to these pills. You know, whatever it is that's got you right now, Ambien, hydrocodone, Xanax, uh, Oxycontin, whatever it is, just just go get yourself help. That that's all we ask. If you take one thing from this podcast, the entire entire time we do it that that's what we ask of you is to take care of yourself we want you to live yeah because we have to remember we're all three to get three degrees away from kevin bacon so we're all connected in this together <laughs> mike i love you you always have the perfect line to kind of break a tough a tough little bit there but also give good information you've got a way with words i'm gonna turn you into a radio guy one of these days but uh, one of these days but it's a true fact we're all three degrees from kevin bacon and so hey that means hey if you're two degrees off i'm three degrees off that's hey that's close enough for me that is close enough for me all right well mike uh, this was not the topic i was planning on today so i kind of threw this together in about uh, about 45 minutes of trying to figure out what we were going to talk about we were going to talk about lawsuits against uh president trump but we'll save that for another day once i saw the uh the report come out today about the sackler family um well purdue pharma they are owned by the sackler fam well currently right now owned by the sackler family won't be too much longer uh, i actually don't do a whole lot of recommendations but there is a uh, there's a fantastic podcast out there i know me and you both listen to i bet you can already guess which one i'm about to speak about but there's a fantastic two-part episode uh, about the sackler family on behind the bastards so go check out those two episodes uh robert evans is 10 times the journalist i will ever be uh he'll tell you all all the ups and downs about what's going on with the oxycontin production uh what's why this is happening to the sackler family and purdue pharma uh just the way he breaks it down talks about it, it it's just it's something to behold so if you want to know more about uh what's going on with purdue and the uh the sackler family as i said uh check that out now this was done uh some time back i it was within the last year, but it may have been close to about a year ago. So none of this information had come down yet, but he, his breakdown is just absolutely incredible. Also, is that the same family that was, uh, that had the pharma school company with the AIDS medications that they were raising the prices through the roof and basically price gouging, uh, those diagnosed with HIV. That was pharma, bro. I don't remember. I, can't remember who he was affiliated with i 
I think he was just kind of on his own. That was Martin Sh- Martin Shakrilli. He is okay. That, that was a different. Yeah. Guy. All right. Another another though pharmaceutical piece of shit who just goes to show that big pharma is not out for you. They're out for the bottom line. That's why they lobby. You know they don't want legal marijuana. They don't they don't like generics. They want to hold on to these drugs as long as they can and charge them high dollar. Like why is the why is it this exact same chemical compound, the same drug, under a d- generic name is cheaper than the brand name? Yep. Because they they want to make money. It's all about making money for them, and they want to hold on to their drugs. That's why they're always searching for a new drug. Like oh, we have this new drug. Like there's still plenty of old drugs that work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not against research. Like all about like hey, let's find you know hey, someone finds a magical drug that like hey, this cures absolutely every known ill disease that mankind's knows. It'll let you jump 20 feet in the air. You'll run five-minute miles, like, you know, and you'll stay looking like you're 38 for the rest of your life, like, and you'll live to, uh, you know, 205. Cool. I'm all about it. But let's uh, remember what their agenda is, not you. Yeah, let's remember that, you know, these guys could be, you know, making i don't know trying to find cures for cancer and that kind of thing but instead they'd rather just treat your pain you know they'd rather treat your pain or your this or your that because there's more money in that you cure somebody from cancer then it's over if you keep pumping them full of different prescriptions well hey they're going to need six seven eight different prescriptions at you know a hundred dollars a script and now we just continue making money instead of being able to sell you know a five thousand dollar cancer cure Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I say there's even instances you can look up. Um, there's families out there, especially out towards like the Mideast and stuff, you know, your poor areas. They have decided like, oh, do I buy my needed prescriptions this month or do I pay the electric bill? And then, oh, next month, do I buy, do I get my prescriptions I need or do I, you know, have to buy food? You know, which one am I not getting? You know, they have to alternate. They have to pick whether they want to buy, you know, pay the utility bill, groceries or you know, get my medicine. Yeah. And that, that's just absolutely ridiculous. I don't care what side of the, uh, the political aisle you fall on. The fact that people are having to decide, uh, whether they, you know, to keep the roof over their head or get like, you know, uh, like you said, insulin, you know what I mean? To make sure that they can live. I mean, especially if it's something like insulin, you know what I mean? Where it's, you know, type one diabetes, like you don't, you know, you weren't, trying to get diabetes you weren't anything like that you just got to have something to keep you going and uh you know they're charging just absolutely astronomical prices for these different drugs and stuff and it's just uh it's another way of keeping that way uh, that wealth gap man you know what i mean so matter of fact as i look up the sackler family is worth 13 billion dollars 13 billion dollars and all not all but most of it primarily was because of oxycontin so well you can minus eight billion off of it now nope nope they're not gonna have to pay that the company is gonna have to pay that oh so they're yeah. just gonna ride off into the sunset you know free and clear yeah and then and then probably give it a couple you know they'll probably just chill on it for a generation and then they'll wait for you know a next generation to come up you know give it a good you know 10 15 years because i mean yeah you if you're worth 13 billion dollars you can go. You you can you can go a few days without a paycheck. Mm-hmm. 
they'll pop up with a new company, a new drug, and something else. Yep. Well, uh, one thing I do just want to kind of clear up, I meant to say this earlier, but I just want to say this, uh, Purdue Pharmaceutical has nothing to do with Purdue University. So I hope uh, I hope nobody's gotten confused by that or anything like that, but Purdue Pharma is completely separate from Purdue University, just unfortunately share the same name. Purdue, uh, a great, uh, not the greatest at sports, but they're a fantastic uh, actual college so um yeah mike that's really about all i've got for you today you got any uh, you got any highlights for us for what's been going on the last couple of weeks before we get out of here um we're getting closer and closer to wrapping up 2020 and i i think that's almost probably the best news anyone can ask for now because uh yeah, 2020. It's been a, it's it's been a doozy. It's been a ringer. Yeah, yeah. It has been an interesting year to say the least. Well, I already mentioned uh, what my highlight of the week has been. Uh, Mike, I got a new truck, man, and I'm pretty excited about it. Went from a Chevy Cruze to a Ford Ranger. I don't know if anybody out there has seen the new Ford Rangers. Mine's a 2020 Ford Ranger. And man, they beef them things up. They've gotten to be a pretty decent sized truck. And man, I absolutely freaking love it. Oh, yeah, those things are pretty slick. I know when I first knew you had a Dodge truck, now you're in a Ford truck. You know, so you went from being a boy, you know, you've grown up a little bit. One day you'll be a man and have a Chevrolet truck. And, you know, I only hope. But, you know, hey, you're growing up there. Hey, I drove, I've driven mostly Chevys in my life, but I uh, had to go, you know, I had a bad experience with the Ford. You know, I had that focus that me and you rode in for many, uh, many mornings going back and forth from work. Uh, I live on the, I wouldn't say far east or anything like that, but I live out in East Texas and me and you uh, collectively rode in that focus from East Texas to Dallas every day to go to work. Uh, but you know, cause your truck, good Lord, that would, that was, what did it cost you a day to drive back and forth? Oh, good Lord. I don't even want to, I it mean, was what, like 30 bucks a, a day or something like that. Probably. I mean, it's a gasoline truck that has a 38, 36, 38 gallon tank, just shy of a 40 gallon tank on a gas truck. Mm. And it's about 400 mi- four to 600 miles to a tank uh-huh. let y'all do the math on that y'all get back to me but yeah she's not cheap to drive <laughs> but she's fun right right so i'm excited um first new car i've ever owned so pretty excited about that um it's gonna it's gonna be my driver for a long time so I, i'm excited about that and happy about it um, but yeah, Mike, that that's pretty much all I got. You know, sometimes I mention about my favorite football team, but God, they're just an embarrassment right now. So I don't even want to say anything about them or mention who they are. So, uh, that's what I got, man. So thanks for uh, y'all again, for being patient to get into us. Remember we're going to be releasing every two weeks. So you're hearing this. Uh, if you're listening to it on the day it dropped, it will be October 22nd. That means our next uh, episode will be dropping November 5th. So be looking back November 5th for us. Well, Mike, appreciate your time today. Have a good rest of your night, my friend. You too. Thank you. And I want to thank all our listeners out there. Please reach out to us for comments. We love to hear from y'all. 
thank you all again and y'all keep on through at killing business absolutely and matter of fact good little plug there if you do have a topic or anything you want to discuss with us uh, or you just want to hear it on the show go ahead and shoot it over to me it is kofifi c-o-v-f-e-f-e bro b-r-o taylor t-a-y-l-o-r at gmail.com more than happy to uh to do whatever y'all are wanting well okay again mike have yourself a good night ro play us out <laughs> yeah these are my thoughts these are my feelings these are my words this is my opinion podcast live anything up for discussion if it's on your mind then let's discuss it these are my thoughts these are my feelings these are my words this is my opinion podcast live anything up for discussion if it's on your mind then we can discuss it we got a range of different topics for the young and the old Got a lot of stuff to say that's been bugging my soul. Seeing views from different sides as the story unfolds. Black lives matter, bro, not just the ones that you chose. Every Thursday, a different topic. Every week, another show. Every week, we going up. Tune into your favorite host. So you got to listen in if you really want to know how I feel and if we feel the same. These are my thoughts. These are my feelings. These are my words. This is my opinion. Podcast live, anything up for discussion. If it's on your mind, then we can discuss it. These are my thoughts. These are my feelings. These are my words. This is my opinion. Podcast live, anything up for discussion. If it's on your mind, then we can discuss it.